Hello and welcome back. My name is Dr. Christopher Jerry, and this is Great Big History Podcast. And now we do the Western world, the United States, post-World War II. So in 1945, the U.S. was the richest, most powerful, stable, and successful country in the world. And it was getting younger. There was a baby boom going on in the world, and you can see it on this um, graph, this red part in the middle. Um, since 1900, the birth rate for women had actually been going down, a combination of more wealth and more birth control. And then the First World War uh, affected that. Then the Great Depression caused birth rates to crash. Uh, after World War II, we got a baby boom and the world got younger. Not just the United States, but the world got younger. And in the U.S., that equaled the need for space. The cities would be crowded. The cities would be getting too crowded and people had money and they needed room. And that, with the highways and cars, got us the suburbs. And the suburbs created a new middle class. This was the American dream. A house, property, car, in a community that looked like you, that had the wealth of you, had church, you had clubs, business clubs, society clubs. This is Norman Rockwell, Americana. So the new highways that are being built allowed for farmland to be turned into houses. Those houses created uh, cheap homes for this new growing middle class that were fleeing the cities. And fleeing is what it was. What we got was white flight. The people who could afford to leave the cities and buy houses in these new suburbs were white people. And in places like Long Island and in some places in Pennsylvania, they were specifically only sold to white people. And so you got inequality because as the people went, so did the jobs. And so then you got places like Camden where Camden or North Philly, South Philly, were much more integrated places, much more economically integrated. Suddenly the suburbs became wealthy and you got the ghetto, you got the slum, you got the hood, you got urban poverty. So you get Camden where there are no jobs. There is no economic engine and the money that would have been invested there have left. And so you get inequality by distance. If you could afford to leave the city, whether it's New York, Chicago, Philly, you got better schools, you got better home value because you could afford that transportation. You could afford the tolls, you could afford the car, you could afford the gas. And so middle class and upper middle class people were separating themselves out from poorer people in a way they hadn't been able to do in the Industrial Revolution. 
even The Simpsons is segregated by race. Where all the white people go to one church and all the black people go to a different Christian church. They live in the same suburb, but even there, they're segregated by race. Into this comes Disney, Walt Disney, as the symbol of America and Americana. Uh, For the 1964 World's Fair, they even did a history of technology in the 20th century. And the main song was a song called Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. That tomorrow was awesome. So... And the idea of this optimism, if you can dream it, you can do it. So in this section, we're going to talk about how Disney and the Walt Disney Company represented this post-1945 Americana. And the biggest way was Disneyland and later Disney World. Disneyland was built on 100 or so acres outside of Anaheim in orange groves in farm country. So you had a bunch of farms that they turned into the quote-unquote happiest place on earth. The idea is, if you could dream it, you can do it. This is health and wealth and youth. It is the opposite of the depression, this kind of thinking. The depression was morose. It was a depression. It was a trauma. The 50s are the opposite of that. It is youth and sexiness and wealth because The economy is growing. Jobs are growing. It is health. You're not in, you're in the suburbs. You can go for walks. You're in in part of communities. You're not in the gritty city anymore. And this is embodied by Main Street USA. It's clean. And yet it's a nostalgic idea of the way Main Streets used to be. It's not a real town. It's not a real city. And so there is in Disney a nostalgia for the way things used to be, but an idealized, a platonic ideal of the way things used to be. So Main Street USA, Mr. Lincoln, even Frontierland is all safe, clean fantasy. The cowboys and the Indians. You didn't get dysentery. In Frontierland. You didn't die of the pox in Frontierland. The sewers didn't overrun in Main Street, USA. But there's also in Disneyland, Tomorrowland, the House of Tomorrow, Space Mountain and its travel, all of this new technology, like in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The idea is tomorrow will be brighter, better faster that tomorrow is better you couldn't say that in 1917 1929 at Walt Disney World they even built the World's Fair called Epcot E-P-C-O-T the idea is to see the world this is how powerful the United States has gotten this is how now this will be built in the early 80s but it's still the same mentality that America is so wealthy. You, 
we can bring the world to you. You don't even have to go. You can see the world without leaving the U.S. China, Norway, Mexico, Germany, Italy, Japan, Morocco, France, the U.K. and Canada. First, well, China at the time um, was not, but either their neighbors of the United States or their first world rich countries. And so you get to meet foreigners who are nice and they like you, as opposed to the un un ugly American stereotype. You go and the Norwegian people, the French people can speak English and they're nice to you. They want to sell you stuff. They want to ask you how your day is. You get safe foreign food, no escargot here. You get French wine and baguettes. You get the English pub, Japanese sushi and hibachi, Moroccan lamb kebabs. You get, f it's foreign. It is clearly food from the region. And yet, it's not scary. It's food Americans are used to, can eat. It's not exotic. It's not foreign. So it is the world in a nice, safe way Americans can interact with and understand. So in our next episode, we're going to discuss feminism through Disney princesses in the three stages. So what we have up to now is how Disneyland and Disney World emphasized optimism, wealth, tomorrow, a nostalgia for an idealized past and a longing for an exciting future. In our next episode, we talk about what Disney princesses meant for women. Thank you.